0: Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night South Podcast. He is Chris Molly. I am Conor O'Gara. It's been roughly 55 minutes since Florida State failed on Twitter <laughs> I that might be an exaggeration. I think it was like 40, 45 minutes ago that Florida State put out yet another dumb tweet. Um, the hashtag do something. They didn't they didn't put that in there. you Thank for that. But Florida State doing what everybody else is doing, you know, counting down to the start of camp, blah blah blah, gonna have like oh, only four days, till camp. The problem was Florida State essentially pulled a Michael Scott.
1: I was told there'd be no math involved.
0: Yeah, Florida State (laughs) made this way more difficult than it needed to be. Instead of posting a picture of the stadium with a massive, like, number four photoshopped onto it... They did that. They they did that. They did that. Credit to them. (laughs) But then they also photoshopped a player with the number 15 on there. So it looks like 154 days to the start of camp. I I don't know.
1: so somebody sent us that, and the and I was like so already like deep into doing like other work and stuff like that, and I was like, what the hell is this? Why is somebody Why is somebody tagging me in Florida State stuff? And I thought it was because of your like you know Florida State rants and stuff like that this off season. So I was like, great, now we're gonna be getting tagged in Florida State stuff all year. <laughs> Can't wait. And then and then I like I, I like saw it going around, and then I saw it, the way it was phrased. and It was like this many days, and I was like, that's an odd. It was like Kevin saying it, like yes, like there's this many days until football season. I was like. And then I tried to do the math on it, and I was like, "Hold on, I don't." And, and then it finally hit me just how incredibly dumb that entire thing was. The the Pac-12 had a bad day too. That's that's, that's typical, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess with Florida State now, it's very typical to just say, "Oh, they had a bad day." Just drop it up. Just take it It was it out.
1: really, really bad. We got we just got into an argument off air because I didn't, I unknowingly had had added on to the fuel that was firing off in your mentions. I had no idea this was going on. Connor came under attack.
0: So, Arkansas fans, y'all got after me pretty good yesterday. We got a lot to get to with this show. I promise yeah. it's not it's just going to be social media trolling and stuff like that. We've got an interview coming up with our good buddy Tom Hart that we did at SEC Media Days. Oh, well, we got some-
1: nothing accomplished in that interview.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was just a bunch of nonsense, but good nonsense. Nonsense
1: yeah. that I think you'll enjoy.
0: It was great. Um, we've got some bold SEC fall camp takes predictions, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to do SEC Position U. This is kind of in response to what ESPN did last week with Position U that got a whole lot of criticism, so we decided to just do it for the SEC. And, of course, we've got our usual fourth and wrong. But before we get into all that, so basically a little peel behind the onion here. There was a story that came out from Yahoo's Pete Thamel basically saying that conferences are more likely to reduce than they are to add, which at the turn of this decade seems incredibly different than where yeah. we started back in i thought we were
1: headed towards four conference 16 teams one one conference. person out yeah the super conference
0: thought we were getting to that point and instead it looks more likely that we are reducing teams that, that power five teams could essentially be reducing instead yeah. of adding on to so that prompted my editor chris wright to say hey this is really hot in the streets right now. <laughs> Why don't you do an article on the 10 Power 5 teams that you think would be the most likely to be
1: relegated? That's when our editor right. decided to make you a human shield on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: obviously, no fan base likes to hear, oh, you think that our team should be kicked out of the conference. Right. You'll note that I only picked one SEC team to include in the 10 Power 5 teams that I put in there. Oh, your usual suspects. Your Rutgers. Yeah. Your Oregon State. Your Maryland. Oh, whoa, whoa.
1: whoa. Yeah. Oregon oh. State?
0: Yeah, that was an easy one. Is that only um, for football? No, I based it off. So I based this off of the big three sports and basically saying, <laughs> yeah, baseball can save a team, can save a program like in the case of somebody like Vandy. And that's why I didn't include Vandy. They're two yeah. months removed from winning the so college So you World didn't
1: States. want to re- like include the team that has won three in the past 15 years and had the number one draft pick? Allie's working I, from home today. Allie. Different coach. Different coach. True. Correct. Yes. Different
0: coach. And I did include in there the baseball thing is is relevant with Oregon yep. State, but they've just been so bad, so historically bad in football and basketball that it's not even a comparison. Yep. So let me get to the Arkansas thing. Oh, man. Put Arkansas in there. Let's just say Arkansas fans did not appreciate that. I didn't even tweet out the article, and I by the time I woke up on Sunday morning, you didn't I tweet already had that. Arkansas fans... <laughs> I already had Arkansas fans in my mentions. One person did like a gif of me with like my face onto a clown or something like that and then said um that my mom should have relegated me,
1: which all right. And so if, by know. the way, if you're the one that made that that gif, inappropriate. 1 2 <laughs> Tell me how to like. If you want to DM me, tell me how to make moving <laughs> gifts because I I don't know how to do it, and I, I do the social media, so it, it is tough. tough.
0: Somebody put some time into that. But basically, yeah. the whole thing was I like I I got roasted by by Arkansas fans all day who said how how dare you blah blah blah, and then in comes Marler from the top. Okay,
1: row. hold on, just real quick before before we get mad at me, let's think about this so we can both laugh. Just imagine the anger spewing out of this guy's face, and he's so upset as he's. Like like meticulously cropping your face out on Photoshop to put. He was probably very unhappy. (laughs) I'll show him. This was pretty impressive to say in the lines while you're doing that. Anyway, but then yeah, then I was a jerk.
0: And then Marler said, "What if I told you that Mississippi State has been to fewer (laughs) SEC championships than Arkansas by half." I'd say you know what? Cool, great, <laughs> grand, wonderful. So thanks a, for informing me. I, I have came, Wikipedia too.
1: I came up first off. I already knew that. Second off, I came. I came on the. I came on the like the. Connor calls me like he always does to start the show, and and he facetimes me. And the first thing out of my mouth isn't hello, isn't happy Monday, and we already had a conversation about work on a, like a conference call earlier today. So I had no idea this is coming, and I go oh, really, dude. And I, and I like I tell him like I was mad about his his quarterback ranking for the segment we're going to do here in a minute, first thing out of my mouth, he's like, oh, is that another thing? And he just goes off of it. He's like, you want to call me out? Of this? You called me out yesterday. And I was like, whoa, 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 what happened? What did I do? And then he was right. I had no idea this was going off in your mentions. And what's funny about this is one of my favorite followers, and, and I think you would probably say the same thing, um, is Robert Fellows from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He's a big Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. He's like the nicest dude ever. He's, oh, yeah. he's He's been listening to us since like the beginning. He's always been one of the most positive, super awesome guys on Twitter and Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Like always has something nice to say about Pastor Patty Sue. Love Robert Fellows. Like love Robert Fellows. And he, he messaged me the other day, and I hope I'm, this isn't putting him on blast because it's, it's not intended to be at all. And he said, he was like, dude, what the, what's wrong? Like, why are you going at like... Going at my Arkansas Razorbacks so hard recently. Like you've been so hard on them, saying this and that, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like I didn't mean to do that at all. So apparently, we both we both deserve this.
0: Apparently, and I would you know just respond to that by saying, you know, maybe maybe take care of North Texas or like don't get your teeth kicked in Ooh. by them. And then you Robert, he, he, I, those are
1: not my words; those are his. For, for the record, and <laughs> yeah. I, like
0: Arkansas fans, I love you. I still yeah. have nothing but love for you, and that's to me though. Like that's that's actually what makes the SEC so great, is that I could say something like that in a hypothetical July column and I get, I don't even, I literally don't even tweet out the story. And I get people in my mentions saying like, hey, like how dare you say this, blah, blah, blah. People rattling off stuff. Arkansas fans are awesome, and they are super, yeah. super passionate, and, oh, and I will hogs. I will always go to bat for that. I was just saying, like, at the, the given state of where the football and basketball programs are, the return on investment that the SEC is getting from Arkansas, let's be honest, Arkansas probably not as deserving of that $43 million TV revenue check. Just going to throw that out there. That was it. I would never forward.
1: say anything like that, Arkansas fans. Now, I have gone on record as saying that Ozark is the best thing about you guys, that, that show, and the whole state does seem like a giant sunburn. I stand by that. Because and Arkansas it- –
0: I was well, I was I was saying like Arkansas is, like the benefit that they brought to the SEC was the state of Texas. And now with Texas AM being in the conference, we don't even need you anymore. <laughs> we don't even need you, Arkansas. Bill Clinton, he's not an officer. Yeah, anymore. if you don't have a
1: current president, if you don't I mean, hey oh man, Oregon State had to beat y'all in the damn college world series. Come on now, Arkansas. I I'm just kidding, Arkansas. You guys are probably that Arkansas. Arkansas. You guys didn't get you, it? Arkansas. see what I did there? Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, really that was good. good. I feel that like there's something good. else I was gonna say about social media, but I don't remember now. It was probably something bad um anyway let's let's start the show <laughs> what an intro what an intro that was because we're uh, listening we're listening i said this earlier today and i'm excited i'm gonna get this right off the bat uh right off the second bat i guess i don't know anyway we are now it is it is monday july 29th right? no is it no yeah. it's the
0: yeah it is the 29th wow
1: July 20th. we are officially three days away from my bachelor party in vegas boom uh which will be facebook live the entire time that is not real but three days away from that, but more importantly, we are now in the midst of having a football game on every single week from now until February 2nd. I don't care I... If, it's, if it's NFL preseason, it, mainly because I'll be in Vegas gambling on it, but regardless, that's going to be awesome.
0: I agree with you 100%. And this is a sign that I've like spent I've either spent too much time with you or I've consumed <laughs> too much of your social media content. I've seen those words on different social media platforms from you, I think yeah. six different times in the last 24 hours. I and you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm so I'm okay fired up. I'm because so because it's mean, a like, great thing.
1: That is. I really I had to I oh man, I had to, I put a Drake song in the background with the gif I made today and I had to find the the PG version. It's not how I felt originally, but it was god, it's so good. We made it, y'all. We made it. We made it. We're here. Fall camp is officially, it is officially fall camp week.
0: We can finally say that. Um, Before we talk some fall camp stuff, Alabama has a cruise that is setting sail this February. I do not believe that Nick Saban is actually going to be on this. They say he is going to, but they, I'm sure, have to have some sort of good Wi-Fi signal. You know, even though it's post-signing day, he's got to get a head start on 2021. Right. Right you had some thoughts about some items and or amenities that you would like to see provided for this new Alabama cruise, which, by the way, other schools have been doing, but the first the first of Bama doing this. No, so no, it's, it's the, second I was, oh, I was, the second
1: year. I was the oh, second year. So thought. there was a lot of misguided comments on social media, shocking, just staying with the theme of okay. the show so far, about this. And there were several people that uh, reached out to inform me that I was dumb, and they sometimes they just left it at that, which is fair. But then they also, it says, like, you're dumb. And then they say, like, they've been doing this for years. I'm like, all right, that doesn't make it any better or worse. Because, like, I don't want to imagine this cruise happening in, like, t- 2006. Like, pre-Saban cruise, it would have just been a gondola, like a makeshift gondola with Mike Shula and maybe Joe Kynes in there. I think actually Joe Kynes is invited to this one. Um, but if you've ever been on a cruise ship, it is just a bastion of people you never ever want to be it's it's like a if the the line for santa and like the line for golden corral like they both combined Mm -hmm. and morphed into one awful super awful line and and you were stuck at sea with them for five days looking at things in mexico that you can't pronounce
0: as somebody who's been on a cruise and you've also been on a cruise before wearing I think you didn't tip the entire time you were on that yes, cruise that trip? happened
1: it was my first senior spring break. that was a very regrettable thing and I, if I could if I knew where that guy was, Today, I would give him money. Probably wouldn't you, be 20%. But your,
0: <laughs> your analogy is spot on there. There's a lot of overlap between the Golden yeah. Corral uh, crowd and what you would see you know, on a, on a given day. What was uh, it? it? was Golden Corral and what? What was the reference The there? line
1: for Santa at the mall. Like the the line like for The Santa. crappy mall Perfect. that you, people, like, not like a fancy mall, like the crappy mall, like the county mall.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, for sure. So you have some items here uh, that you wanted to, to bring aboard or amenities that you wanted to yeah. see. You did an Instagram post, on it, by the way. I follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, at Saturday Down South, would you like to share a, a couple of the ones that you're like, ah, I just nailed that.
1: Let's let's kick it. Let's just kick it off with all you can eat mayonnaise bar. Now, Fuck. yes, that is. I hate mayonnaise, but I tell you what, it, there's, there were several people that was like that. Mayonnaise bar don't sound half bad. Like, yes, it does, sir. Yes, yes, yes it, it does. sounds all bad. <laughs> like, but it's like that's the thing like at a cruise, like they, they they promote it's like, yeah, you can get dressed up for this nice fancy dinner. Let's not kid ourselves. That ain't gonna happen on this cruise ship. I can't imagine what the Sunday best would look like from this crowd going because people again, people are going on cruise ships in general, not necessarily people you want to be around. And so I think this would be incredible for an all you can eat mayonnaise bar. That would definitely get some action, like the midnight midnight mayonnaise bar. Also, arts and crafts. A lot of people are big into arts and crafts on cruise ships. Like they'll, you know, Michael Scott put a, a stupid, you know, beads in your hair, right? He, he, was,
0: uh, he was at Santos, though. He wasn't on a yes, cruise ship at the that's record true. show.
1: But I feel like this is going to Mexico and people... Or it's go it's going to the Caribbean, but it's, yeah, going, so it's same, going to Mexico. Yeah, same region. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Arts and Crafts fake diplomas made for the 85%. Like that. Yeah. Like that. That's good. Uh, free Wi-Fi to tweet at recruits. That mm-hmm. would happen. For um, sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Family speed dating. This went over a lot better than I thought. I was worried that this... I tried to sneak Ooh. that one in there. Um... Because I hate that cliche in general about, of cousins, go the cousin crews. Like, all right, let's not kid ourselves. Mississippi and Georgia aren't the same states. Uh, and then last but not least, I don't know, let's see here. Um, you know, snorkeling with Sark, I wanted to put something different, but he follows us on Instagram, so I didn't I didn't put anything. Oh, he does. Yeah. Did you,
0: did you check that before you
1: posted? I knew he did because he popped up on our feed after like for something, and I was like, oh, okay. Because I was not going to be snorkeling with, with Sark, I will say that. Drinking an adult beverage. I'm, no, that, that's Bottomless, most no, jokes. Stark. Yeah. Okay, that, that's there more you go. About what did you have? Afternoon.
0: Okay, um, so these are things that I would want provided on said cruise, given the
1: fact that I'm probably paying an arm and a leg to be able to go on this. Dude, the prices are outrageous. What are what are the prices? I don't want to say because I really want our boss to send me on this for content. But they just they, whisper it. Whisper it to me. It's like for a quad room. It that's the cheapest or like a double, I guess, where you have one twin bed and mm-hmm. it sleeps with two people. It's five sixty nine, I think, or five thirty nine per person, and it's that's before the two hundred extra dollars for fees, taxes, and all that kind of stuff. So it's basically about, if you take two people on, it's gonna be about fifteen hundred dollars like to start. That's actually not that bad, really. I, I thought it was gonna be worse. It was two hundred and sixty nine dollars for me to go to that cruise. I didn't tip on. Yikes! You really should have tipped on. That I, cruise. For real,
0: man. <laughs> um, so I want a a tent simulator so that we can see what two of sees. I just want a tent to make sure tent. <laughs> I want to be able to go inside there, kind of look around, 3D. you know, virtual reality, Tint
1: you put that's in the good. goggles.
0: That's good. Yeah. Um I think everybody would get a kick out of that. Yeah. How about this? Uh, a broken fuel pump so that I can experience being stranded on a boat with Sabin. Dude, I, I that's I can't believe more people didn't comment on that. That's good. Yeah, so because everybody remembers last year, he made sure to say his boat did not yep. run out of gas. It did not. It was the first time that they That's ever right. used that boat out on the water, and the fuel pump broke. So, okay. Um, and then lastly, you know how on cruises, and I'm not sure if you were uh, too busy you drunk, know, on, you on your you cruise. Drunk, say drunk. Okay. Drunk and not typically <laughs> on his cruise to, to see, like, they do uh, the, the game shows. And do, yeah, like, yeah. The love and marriage game show. Let's just get Saban and Miss Terry oh on my there, gosh, and nobody else. That's all I want. Yeah. Just
1: those two. Well, yeah, we, our good friend Kristen Saban. We talked about this off air about how we should get Hannah from The Bachelorette on this, yes, and do and finally do our interview or our tailgate that we that her and I talked about. Um, I would like to also say somebody put out the idea of me sending a tape in to do stand up comedy on this thing, and I'm not. I don't. This is not my demographic, but I would. I'm not against it. I think that'd be awesome. And and lastly. While we're on the subject, I'm, it's, I'm not going to end this segment without throwing out these hashtags. Boats and throws.
0: Your, your hashtag was better than the, pe- the post itself. Thank you. And no
1: one, no one made a single comment about it. that one and the Shark Week one I made about, about McElwain. I was on fire with that. Here's um, the problem. Because
0: what? people look past the hashtags now on Instagram it's because stupid. everybody hashtags everything. So it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But if you have not had the chance yet, go
1: back and look at Marler's hashtags. Biscuits really and Navy instead yeah, of biscuits and gravy good. uh yeah and then what was the other one from the uh from the shark week jaws in order come on grow up guys it's too good all right let's get into real stuff all right we've got some bold takes for
0: fall camp bold sec takes i should be more specific um so i'll kick us off here talking about quarterbacks i think there as it as it stands right now i think there are still four battles i would call them. so arkansas auburn Ooh, mississippi just... state and vandy what did i forget No, I just read the doc. You just brought some heat. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing a lot of heat. Um, All right. So my my bold prediction here, I think that every single starting quarterback job is going to be announced before opening weekend. Which opening weekend, you ask? Week zero. I think we're going to know every starting quarterback before Florida and Miami play. That's that's more than a week out for, for most of these teams, or for these four teams, just because uh Vanny said that or Derek Mason said two and a half weeks is kind of what he's gonna use to judge his quarterbacks and he wants his number one to be able to get the rest of the reps. I think that's gonna be Riley. Guys, Hill.
1: if you're for wondering if this is gonna be a fire take session by Connor, that's right. You hear the sirens in the background. We are we are firing on all cylinders right now. now Keep it going. going, Connor. Now we're going.
0: Um, and then Joe Moorhead said he wants to make that decision roughly 10 days out from the opener after yep. they have that that second scrimmage. So I'm kind of going with that, going with the odds a little bit. I think that these coaches want to get more time with their ones, and I think that we're going to find out about this a little bit more. They want to see what they have to offer from a leadership standpoint. So I think we find out all of our SEC starting quarterbacks more than a week out of their opening. Yeah, games. I like that. Okay, how about this one? This, this, this is, is
1: – I jaw dropped when I read this.
0: I need to preface this by saying this – I have no no sort of inside information on this. This is just kind yeah, of gauging the way that things have gone through, throughout my observations and what I've seen. I have not heard anything on or off the record about this. Yeah. I don't think Keaton Thompson is going to be on Mississippi State's roster for the opener.
1: What? So now I know this what is such a big deal because of the Mississippi State thing and then also because you've 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 grown so much since the Malik Willis thing. I love this. Okay, so I mean It's no, I'm a not little fun it's, of you.
0: It's part Malik Willis, part Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah. Both of which
0: were oh, terrible, <laughs> terrible predictions on my part. Terrible. But here's here's why why I think that there's a good chance that this happens. The more and more you hear about Tommy Stevens from Mississippi State, it's not just, oh, he did well at the Manning Passing Academy. Big deal. He threw pads. He threw yeah. he threw well without pads. Congratulations. It's the more and more you hear Mississippi State players talk about him and they talk, they talk repeatedly about the leadership stuff. Yeah. And the more I think about it and the more I try and look at this situation, I just can't help but wonder if Moorhead wants to avoid a, a, a deja vu scenario in which he has an, an inaccurate quarterback who really cannot do the things that he wants to do with his offense, which is a runner or a thrower who can run, not a runner who can throw. Right. And if there is a fear that Keaton Thompson is still that guy after two years with Moorhead, well, I guess a year and, and a half essentially – then there is going to be a likely scenario in which Tommy Stevens is the starter, and Keeton Thompson's like, "Hey, I can save a year of eligibility. I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to enter the portal." I fear that that could happen with Mississippi State. Yeah, I agree with
1: that. Whoa, I mean, you agree I agree with that. I, I don't know. I don't know about the trench portal thing. Immediately, I agree with everything you said about Tommy Stevens and what they're looking for from a quarterback. Now, everything you said about him being a leader—I don't know. He just quit on his whole damn team up there in Happy Valley. But I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, I, could, I, could, I could agree with, with every single part of that. I like that.
0: One more, uh, and it's related to that, the transfer portal. Yeah, this is good. I think we're going to see at least one top 100 recruit from the 2019 class transfer before the start of the season. Yeah. Now, you might be saying, why make that prediction this year as opposed to any other? Well, as you recall, the transfer portal did not go into effect until the middle of last season. There was a reason for that. And I really do think that it was because coaches are like, hey, if we're going to do this thing, we can't all of a sudden just have this like right before the start of fall camp. That's a really bad look yeah. for us. Um, so I think what ends up happening is there's going to be at least one kid. And keep in mind, the SEC has 50 top 100 recruits. Yeah. 50 of the top 100 recruits went to SEC schools. We've already seen it, obviously, with Chris Steele and that whole mess that happened in Florida. <laughs> I think there is at least one recruit from the SEC in that top 100 that says, you know what, I'm not where I am on the depth chart. I'm not where I want to be, and I'm going to enter the transfer portal, see see if there's an opportunity, opportunity for me to start right away. I don't think that's that crazy, and I think that's, this is the scary reality that the transfer portal is currently facing without a timeline for this. Yavi Enoma just... Oh, yeah, so that's another thing worth bringing up. Ayabi Anoma, the guy who was a five-star recruit who nobody could pronounce his name. He's including. like the number four all-time recruit for Bama. Big deal. Big deal. He has entered the transfer portal again. Now, you, you might recall he entered the transfer portal in the spring and then quickly came back out of it. he he's was gone this time. Yeah, this time he's gone. He was suspended from the team earlier in the offseason. He's not taking classes at Alabama right now. He he is a goner as far as everything yeah. that we've we've seen. AL.com did some great reporting on that whole thing. But is there the another scenario broke? like that? How did the work? Okay,
1: break? so this is it's just incredible to watch like like a couple of my friends and they don't listen to the podcast anymore for some reason. I don't know. They they're it's like the off season, they don't, so I can I'm gonna call them out. They sent me something about position you like on Saturday and I was like, Yeah, you're about six days late on that. And then <laughs> and then they sent me this thing about uh Anoma and I was like, yeah, man, like, like all this stuff breaks so fast now because of social media, and it's like I don't, I'm not on Snapchat. I don't get it. I don't really care to get it. I mean, it it just, I, I just, I don't like Snapchat. Okay, my brain's only so big. I can only understand so many things. Somebody had a, I guess Yabi Anoma had a picture. I think it was on Snapchat of him going somewhere, and it was like innocent. It was like bring pops back in this game. I think it was like something, just a random reference to something. And the very bottom left-hand corner, there's a, a, a airplane ticket, and and I never you don't even notice it at first, and uh, it's just some gump on Twitter was like y'all see what it says in the bottom left, and it was like, B-ham to DC, and you're like oh wow yeah, like, he's gone yeah like it's, cause that's where he's from, and you're like, okay well I guess he's gone he's gonna go to Maryland back with like Loxley, which is understandable but like that and then like the uh, Tavian Feaster thing before that broke today. Yesterday, somebody had a picture from inside the locker room just, like, going through USC's locker room, and Tavian Feaster's all over, like, his actual locker is, somebody just, like, pans past it and, I'm like, whoa, hold on. It's just, it's, it's interesting to me how, like, things break like that. I mean, again, the Jimbo Fisher thing broke because of a damn Christmas tree.
0: Eh, yes and no. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, fair. Um, we, we still, we will do eventually the oral history of the Christmas tree. And, yeah, I like that. The two-year anniversary is coming up this December. Yeah. I think we might need to revisit that for a pot. Just throwing that idea out. I'm I'm in for that.
1: Uh, My hot takes. Now, again, I'm only throwing this out there not to brag. I'm only throwing it out there because I don't know how accurate I'll be for the rest of the year. But, again, I did say Malik Willis would not be on Auburn's roster by fall camp. I hope you can't I can't go back to that take I just want to rest on my laurels. Is that too much to ask? I just need to remind everybody. Oh, I had this dick. <laughs> no, that was like, great. I was so that was so spot on, and I know the rest of these are gonna be bad. I'll say this: some a-hole is gonna guarantee a victory in in week one. And I don't know if it's gonna be or or week zero. Somebody's gonna guarantee a victory, and it's gonna sound I real dumb. Almost did that. That's I, almost did that. I, I would yeah. bet almost anything. It's, it's either gonna be from South Carolina or Florida. In games that I think they should both win easily, but it has just enough juice to where it seems like it matters because you're playing like a, you know, an in-state rival for Florida, like a, a, a dang state that shares almost your same name for for South Carolina. So I'll say I'll th- I'll say that one. You're gonna have I'm gonna say two Heisman uh, campaigns that will launch for Ooh. for players that will not make. I don't. They won't. Not only will they not make the like the. The final five, you know, they won't be invited to New York. But their Heisman Trophy hopes will be gone by November, like Wycliffe said. And that is Joe Burrow and Keyshawn Vaughn. And I'm not saying it's because they're not going to have good seasons. I'm just – they're people are going to hitch their wagons, those things. It's, it's going to not end well. Um, Ooh,
0: if, if we – okay, so last year, remember Ed Oliver, they sent out bobbleheads to everybody – or the exclusive members in the um, Football Writers Association of yeah. America – and they sent out bobbleheads of him on a horse. Ooh. Are we gonna get something like that with Keyshawn Vaughn, but something Nashville themed, yeah. like maybe him him with a guitar or something like that? That could like be that?
1: cool. Actually, I, I would vote for him for that. Um, I don't know, that'd be good. I, I was oh, man. I, I I hope this is my own it's not a prediction, it's just a wish. I hope that uh that we're done with horses for this year. I just I mean I don't get it. No offense.
0: Are you hating on Old Town Road right now? Is that
1: what you're trying to do? Because that's still no, it. that's it's sure it's a little big. That's like one of the best karaoke's I do. Just that opening note. Well, <laughs> that wasn't my best. <laughs> Ask Allie. She's heard me do it before. It's really good. Um, okay, and I'm debating whether I want to go through these last two, but uh, who cares? It's, it's not like this will live forever, and people won't really hang. These oh, it right will. At it. <laughs> week Wells tells you it will. Um, one quarterback will be suspended for for week one. Ooh, like Nick Fitzgerald last yeah. year. interesting. I don't, I don't want to say who I think it's going to be because it's wildly unfair and there's no basis oh, to geez. it. But Matt Corral will be out for the opening game. Um, oh no! I don't. I don't. I'm not, there's no basis to that. I'm just saying he seems like. I mean, he just Matt Corral just seems like the kind of guy that would get into an argument about Fortnite and, and punch somebody in the nose.
0: Okay, so maybe, maybe this could happen, something that happens in fall camp, because I think if he was already suspended, yeah. and if it was the Nick Fitzgerald thing, they wouldn't trust a redshirt yeah. freshman to be like, oh, don't let it slip that you're not right, playing exactly, in the season Right, exactly.
1: And I don't, like, like listen, Matt Corral already, already got in his DMs after media days, so told me he was the best dressed there that day. He was. I, I like Matt Corral a lot, I, I, a lot. Like, I think he's going to be really good. I, I'll just throw that out there for a bold take, for a bold take. And what was the last one I was going to do?
0: I just really want Macarel to be Swag Kelly 2.0. That's that's all I really really want. Just some moments of brilliance. 2.0.
1: I don't need that in my life again.
0: No, we we need that in our lives. We've lacked that a little bit. We've lacked that in the SEC a little bit. I'm not talking like he's gonna go out there and beat Bama, but like just some moments where he's like he's feeling himself. You know, I'm not saying he has to get into a fight in a high school football game or something like that, (laughs) but just something to get give a little bit of juice to the conference, a little bit of edge. I I wouldn't mind that.
1: I forgot my last one, but we'll just say that's my my last one. yeah, that's all I have right now. I there was damn it, there was another one. And I forgot what it was. But that's that, that's good enough for now.
0: Here's what we're gonna do. When you figure out what it is, you're going to interrupt whatever I'm saying or whatever <laughs> you're saying in the middle of the rest of this podcast, and you're gonna just rattle it off.
1: I was just gonna say that anyway, that's because like, you know that's exactly what'll happen anyway. I appreciate you appreciate you understanding that. Um Alright, yeah, that'll that'll happen. So stay on the edge of your seats, kids, and sorry to advance for the volume. Uh, let's all get into right. SEC position U.
0: Yeah, let's get contentious with this because you're going to be way more fired about, up about this than I am. I think because yeah. there's not there's a lot of ones that like I thought this was going to be painfully obvious for a lot of these different position groups where you're going to we'll go take through, them through and, the and idea. You're going to be like, yeah. So the idea that ESPN basically did last week that got a lot of attention was we're going to just try and come up with position you right. for every single position of the BCS and playoff era. It's not all time. It's just the BCS and playoff era. That basically goes back to since the 1999 draft. I yeah,
1: 1998
0: season. 1998 right. season, 1999 draft. Right. And you would be looking at these from a number standpoint when you're trying to figure out draft picks, first rounders, all that stuff. So essentially, what we tried to do was come up with the SEC version of that. That is, which SEC team has had the most successful run at each position group. Now, some of these, as I said, are going to be like, Really obvious. Really, not a whole lot of debate. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. Others are a little bit more like, "Oh crap, there's really not a whole lot there." That first one that we, this first one that we have on the list, is one of those where you're just like, "Oh, there's there's really not one." Quarterbacks. I gave it to Auburn out of default, and here's why. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Auburn is quarterback you. Let right. the record show that. But Cam probably puts it a little bit over the top with the fact that you also have Jason Campbell, who's a first rounder as well, played on an undefeated team, of course. And then uh, you know ESPN included Jared Stidham in the in the whole thing and Nick Marshall. And to me, like I don't get why Nick Marshall was part of that, but whatever. Um, okay. Just because he had success in college, I get all that. But Auburn probably has the edge. As for a secondary one, I mean, I guess maybe Florida or Georgia. I was thinking, you know. <laughs> Florida's tough though because you've had guys who are great college quarterbacks. Two first rounders in that group because you got Tebow, you got Rex Grossman, and then you know it's like somebody like a mid round guy like Jesse Palmer, of course, as well. Yeah. But none of those guys really ever had like that good of a pro career. John Brantley. So,
1: oh, that's too no, soon. Way that, too soon for that.
0: Uh, Georgia maybe maybe has a little bit more of an interesting case, and it could be more interesting once Fromm goes to the NFL. But Matt Stafford and then Aaron Murray, obviously our guy, only had a cup of coffee. DJ Shockley and Quincy Carter also got drafted, but Stafford's the only first Quincy rounder Carter. of that
1: group. Oh my God! Dallas Cowboys, great. Dude, Quincy Carter was a a former minor league baseball player. He's from I'm pretty sure he went to Southwest to Cab. He's from Atlanta. I remember watching the Saturday morning um, recruiting show with Jamie Newberg, and I can't remember the name of it now. Somebody's gonna call me out on it, but it's. It was a, it was like a, uh, every Saturday like after the season from like eleven to twelve and it was Jamie Newberg and he was like he, they brought him on and he was like in sweatpants he just seemed like a normal dude he, and, and he went and played for the Cubs for like six years until he came to uh, smart man yeah until he came and played for UGA um, David Green not making this list is sad from South Point High School I can't believe that I would say that the the answer is Auburn I was mainly mad because you you beat me to the punch here because I would have I mean the, the Jason Campbell thing is what I think seals it because he's a first round draft pick. And he also had an undefeated season. Uh, You look at guys like Brandon Cox, who are just like a thorn on the side for years. Nick Marshall somehow gets him to a national championship game. Um, It's weird that Tennessee is nowhere in this conversation. Isn't it? Because they have so many Clausens that they had. Because Pey- Peyton just misses out, though. But then the, the but era. then T. Martin gets him to a national championship the following year. Right, right. And, and let me say this, too. This is one thing I want everyone to pay attention. We'll say it one more time. This is just during the BCS and playoff era. Because that, that, that part alone escaped... I don't know, roughly 240 of the people that commented of the total 260 on Instagram who right. called me an idiot because I didn't put Herschel Walker in. Somebody, Connor, actually threw out for RBU, Charlie Trippi. And if you're wondering who that is, he was a running back for Georgia in the 1940s. Can't forget about that. Yeah, yeah, you can. You definitely can. Um, Jeez. No, so I, for quarterback, I think it's definitely Auburn. Florida's a close second. It's weird to think of all the people they missed out on. They could have, they could have, like, Chris Leak was a great, great college quarterback, also the prettiest eyes in the history of college football, I don't care how that sounds, so, but they kind of peaked in the early, early 2000s, I think Georgia is probably the second best, with David Green, Murray, Stafford, I mean, Stafford's number one overall pick, True. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, it, Cam has the the highest ceiling of all of them. And, yeah. then, You know, people people will want to say like, oh, what about AM? AM and Mizzou, like those those programs are tough, just because we're. I'm only basing this on like the guys who played in the SEC. Yeah. That's fair. So I, I'm not going to go back to like 2002 Ooh. and be like, oh Mizzou, yeah, Mizzou, quarterbacks they, that would be good. Mizzou quarterbacks would be good. They would be a good addition yeah. on this list. But if we're talking recent memory, the yeah, it's a little bit of a of a slimmer list than people would probably realize. All right, running back, you. This is tougher. This I, is tougher. This there is are a lot of great candidates. So I went with Bama for a couple of reasons. So there are other teams that have really good pedigrees as well. Bama had 13 drafted uh, four first rounders of that group. But the big 3 here and yes, there there have been Bama has had more busts
1: than anybody on this list. They have so no one doubt about bust. It. Uh it depends on you. And running back evaluation. it's Trent Richardson. Let's yeah, let's true. all together stop saying Bama has NFL busts. They have the most players in the NFL from any team in the SEC. Trent Richardson was a bust. Let's all say it together. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at everyone else. I can tell. Okay.
0: Um, so I did. So I did Bama for this one, just because nobody has a trio of running backs in the 21st century or BCS playoff yep. era that have this combination. That is Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Sean Alexander. That's two Heisman's and an NFL MVP.
1: That's pretty good. I forgot. That's Sean really Alexander really good. Had won the NFL MVP.
0: You know, Sean Alexander never didn't kiss his wife until his wedding day, and then yeah. they had like twelve kids right after that. He's yeah, a, had a fun sit down with him back in the day. His we number
1: thirty seven because of it was his favorite Bible verse. It was Psalm thirty seven four: "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the that desires dude is of your heart." Spiritual man, I know. He is spiritual. I had his jersey.
0: Um, Sean Alexander was great. But good old Madden cover. Everybody had that. Yeah, back there, forgot right? about that. Um, okay, so I gave Bama the nod because that pro pedigree is really, really good. Because a lot of the other stuff is really similar. LSU is not far behind Bama, of course. 14 drafted, but only two first rounders during that stretch. Right. So it's a little bit different. If we're t- if we were talking about Leonard Fournette, as like this all pro back already who's like taken over the league. Maybe a little bit of a different discussion, but he doesn't even have the pedigree yeah. of like you know somebody like Derrick Henry, who obviously everybody knows what happened in 2015. That was fun. Okay, Auburn's interesting because. Auburn had 11 drafted, and my initial gut reaction was like, all right, all those straight, all those seasons of 1,000-yard rushers, it's got to be Auburn, right? Right. But only 11 drafted, and Ronnie and Cadillac were their only first-round guys but in that group.
1: Rudy Johnson, Brandon Jacobs, they were like there at the same time somehow. Yeah, Brandon Jacobs transferred, come on. Either way.
0: True, true. But, yeah, it, it is It is fascinating to look back on that group. And that was something that we did, you know, we talked about a lot during GOAT week last year. That was fun with Ronnie and Cadillac. It yeah. was how special and how unique that group was. I argued that it's the greatest running back duo. I think, did I, I said in SEC history? Yeah, the GOAT of SEC running back. Something duos. stupid. Arkansas fans didn't like me for that one either. <laughs> um, but anyways... How about Georgia? Not included in ESPN's top ten okay. for running back. You. This which is, is how crazy. this whole
1: thing came about. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I saw it, I messaged our editor and and our one of our owners, John Cooper, and I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> like Hold this on. is going to be a big deal. How did this not happen?" And it's weird. And they were weird. like, "Just like and uh, see, right?" It was like, "Well, it sounds like they had a pretty good reason for it if it's from stats and analytics." And I was like, "You know what?" That's not going to hold up in court, my man. Like People no, are going to lose their minds. Uh, so it's, it's
0: tough because there there are some, and like the stats and analytics thing, basically they the reason that they knocked Georgia in the ESPN story, and I'm not saying that this is justified necessarily, yeah. was because if you look at essentially before Gurley, the front half of the BCS era, it, it was rough for a while there. Like it, it was rough. No Sean was there. He was in that group. But, I mean, they had 12 running backs drafted, three first rounders. But the, that's like that's the four. And the problem is that I would argue Gurley, Chubb, and Michelle are still like kind of in the early stages of their career. Maybe Gurley's in his prime right now, but it's a little bit different. We project in the next year or so that Georgia is going to own that title. And maybe you could already make the claim that they own the current title because... The running backs face each other. Gurley and Michelle obviously face each other in the Super Bowl. But it was weird to see that omission, for sure.
1: Okay, so I lost my mind, as a lot of Georgia fans did, because it, I've said before, and I'll, I will stand by it even after these rankings, about Georgia is running back you. And I don't think it's close. And, you know, I'm looking at the, the list right now, and, you know, shockingly, Charlie Trippy did not make the top 25. <laughs> um... He didn't make the top 30 on this list. But guys like Jasper Sanks, who was one of the top overall players in the country, he was the number one overall player in the Southeast coming out of high school, he had a really like a good college career. Um, and, I, and I get him basing this more so off of not – I mean, like, if if the weighted scale is how how good they were in college, if they were, you know, all-conference, all-Americans, and then, you right. know, drafting that kind of stuff. If they didn't have that great of a pro career, but they had so many more backs that were legit in college – then, I, like, I, I feel like that has to count for something. Caleb King, who was the number two overall player in the country, also double parked my car one time, and when he was, he was in ninth grade at Parkview High School, and got me in huge trouble. Rag. No, I was pissed. Uh, <laughs> guys like Craig Lumpkin, Rashawn Ely, Danny Ware, all these, Keith Marshall, who's like, you know, barely That's played behind one, yeah. behind some of those guys, and then ends up becoming, you know, goes to the combine, and runs like a four three flat. And Musa Smith, whose dad was in some big trouble uh, for some stuff <laughs> like a long time ago. We're not going to get into it now. But, like, Thomas Brown, the list goes on and on of these guys that were, like, I don't want to say above average, but, like, very, very good SEC running backs. And and it's, like, every year. I don't even want to say it's a plug-and-play because I think it it, kind of peaked when you have Gurley, Michelle, and Chubb, like it did in the past couple years. But that's a crazy amount of talent. And that was all on one team. Oh, I know. The fact that, like... Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle put up the kind of numbers they did, like career-wise, while they were like taking carries from each other. And you think about some of the stuff, the ways they impacted a game outside of just taking a handoff from somebody. Uh, that's, you know, I, I think I think it's you, you can't say enough about that. And, and the stuff with when you add in NoShawn and, and like you know the impact he was able to have at a time when they had AJ Green and Matt Stafford. That's it's not even close at number one. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit
0: here and say that Georgia's not not worthy of it. I I was just basing like off the the current criteria of the of the last twenty years, and if you look at like just the pedigree. But in terms of just say Arkansas deserves of, yeah.
1: it, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, real quick, uh, Arkansas made the list. Arkansas yeah, made Arkansas number nine a, or ten, and and it was and Georgia didn't when they made the when they made the bottom the the three at the bottom because like I'm sorry, I'm not explaining this well. What ESPN did in the graphic was they they ranked each team and they gave like three players. Of like why like you know their top overall guys so like Jacob Hester made it for LSU for the running backs, um, for for Arkansas it was Peyton Hillis, Darren McFadden, and Felix Jones, and they were literally all three of them were this, on the same team together. Crazy, <laughs> wild times. Yeah,
0: wild times. Um, wide receiver is weird. This this felt weird for a variety of reasons. I went with LSU and felt terrible about it. Damn it! That's what I was gonna do. Okay, so it's strange because these guys, obviously the stars stand out. You've got Beckham, you've got Landry, Dwayne Bow. There, there are others that you could obviously go through. Um, but I thought LSU saying LSU is wide receiver U, when the passing game has been such a <laughs> That's struggle. That's
1: such a good point.
0: Is so strange. So like, because you look at those three guys, you're like, all right, three guys who had NFL great NFL careers. You assume that they put up crazy numbers in college. Those guys combined in their entire college careers, that three, Beckham, Landry, and Dwayne Bowe, they had 2,000-yard
1: receiving seasons. Odell Beckham was not that great in college. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Yeah, his junior year, he had a really good year and then had an awesome combine, like pre-draft time, and that was all she wrote. That was all he needed. But, yeah, it, it felt weird putting LSU in there.
1: I, that's what I was going to go with too. So thanks for that. Um, so they
0: they had eighteen they had eighteen guys drafted though four first rounders at, from the receiver position and if you look around the rest of the conference it is tough because Bama is going to be it in a year or so when Ridley if we assume Ridley takes a a big step with the Falcons in year two once Jerry Judy establishes himself in the NFL then you're talking about also having Julio and Amari Cooper and you're like okay Bama. Bama is going to own that title in in a, in a couple years, but as of right
1: now, it's kind of, it's just kind of murky. I I would I'd be hard pressed not to throw in like the Bama thing. I'm a I'm a diehard Alabama fan, but and Julio's great, and so is is Jerry Judy and so, Amari Cooper is the best receiver I've ever seen in the history of college football, for or at least from a Bama standpoint. The stuff he's able to do by himself on that on that team, and and, and Ridley was good too, but like. Calling Alabama wide receiver you because of four good receivers in the past ten years is is absolutely asinine. Like that's it's, it's crazy because it is it's not a consistent thing over time. You're talking about LSU. You're not even talking about Brandon LaFell. You're not even talking about Early set And you're not even talking about uh, you know, Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton was a Josh Reed who I'm pretty sure just caught another pass against Alabama because he had 25 (laughs) catches I think in the in the 2001 game alone. So so that one that one's tough for me not to that's tough for me to ignore but Florida especially when you have it, like those late 90s and, and early 2000s teams and they didn't even have them listed here but Jabbar Gaffney Grossman to Gaffney is the just it's a cheat code that was ridiculous um Redell Anthony wait was that is is that too early Who am i thinking of in the that would have been too early who was 2001 it would have been too- It was. It was not just Gaffney. It was somebody else, and I can't remember the name of it now, so I feel stupid. But Percy Harvin on that list, like you know Caldwell. uh, Who else they even have listed on here? They had Antonio Callaway, Andre Caldwell. I think those are like not even doing. It's doing it a disservice for some of the talent they've they've had there. Right, Florida's tough just because they haven't had the top-end
0: NFL guys necessarily. Right, they've had you know the numbers. Are, the numbers are pretty good in terms of guys that they've had drafted. But yeah, I agree. It's 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 a tough conversation to have. I don't think anybody has necessarily solidified that. Yeah, at this juncture. Um, how about this though? I did give tight end to Florida, sort of it by default, because I don't really think that there is any one specific school in the SEC that has kind of produced it. I left off um, any murderers, so I didn't have them in mind. Yikes, way too soon. <laughs> um, I did have Aaron Hernandez, part of that group. Uh, Jordan Reed is another one. Kind of forget about mm-hmm. him a little bit. Somebody who's been injured a lot in the NFL, but when he's on the field, he's been really good. He's
1: scored roughly 20 points in every single fantasy game I've ever like had to face him in. So I will say that he's really good.
0: Uh, ben Troop as well. I mean, that's that's three. So that's But the problem is zero in the first round. Okay. Zero in the first round, six
1: drafted. Here's And here's where you went wrong here, Connor. There's not a lot of things I've, I've disagreed with for you today, but... Even ESPN got this one right, and the answer here is Mizzou.
0: But Mizzou's only had one during since they've been in the SEC that's been drafted.
1: Yeah, but still, that's and they're about to have Albert O. Who's the best? And Albert He's o, the right. best one in the, in the conference or in the country. I, I think I would I would have Mizzou on there, and and that's an offense too that you get to see them utilize so much more. Um, one person that I thought was interesting they didn't list here was Trey Burton. That's the role he played. Uh, at Florida, and, and now he's he's kind of taken off and had like a really good career. I mean, he's got forty million dollars in his contract, like at the most recent. Fair's paid him a lot. Um, yeah. The South Carolina uh, list or the South Carolina one's really good as well. Uh, who is he? Uh, Tennessee? Am I, am I only thinking of Jason Witten? Yeah, probably. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, that's I was nice. I was thinking South Carolina just uh, Hayden Hurst, Jared Cook. That's actually pretty good because yeah. Hayden Hurst was a first rounder. Jared Cook just had his first Pro Bowl season last year.
1: Yeah, um, I like that. That
0: makes sense. How about Ole Miss, too? That's got potential. Dawson Knox, our guy. Um, not really our guy. We didn't really talk about him a lot until the Combine because he didn't have any touchdowns in college. Yeah. But uh, Daw- Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram, that's potentially one. But, yeah, there's there's not like a ton. Georgia, at, Randy McMichael, like, oh,
1: yeah. uh, Ben – why am I forgetting his name? He's played for the Saints for like 87 years. Ben Watson. Ben Watson, who like benched like, I don't know, a 1,000 pounds when he was in, yeah. in college there. I think Georgia could be on that list, too. Could Basically be. anybody yeah. but Alabama, since they never figured out how to use a tight end until 2015. This is true. This is true. Uh,
0: but also have the most, uh, well, tied for the most first-round tight ends, I believe, um, with one of SEC teams in that stretch, OJ I Howard. Cannot.
1: We're about to fight this next one. Um, all right. So, offensive line. I don't know why we're about to fight, because I gave it to Bama. Evan Mathis, I just can't, Evan Mathis was the third best offensive lineman on his team, and right, I was just good. putting names on there. Don't get caught up in the names. As much. No, he had he had a better um, career than most any any Bama offensive lineman. Twenty drafted during that stretch. Pretty
0: good. Not a surprise. Bama dominates in the trenches. I thought there would be more than six first round offensive linemen for. Bama, that that's a lot, but it's not as much. I, I thought they would get into like double digits. And I was surprised to look back and oh. see that they only had seven.
1: People people forget because of how good they've been under Saban. There was right before he got there. It might have been in two thousand six or two thousand. Like Bama didn't have a single player drafted in the entire draft. Oh yeah, two thousand eight. We're not that. Yeah, we're not far. No, two thousand eight is incorrect. Uh, no, it's
0: two thousand eight. It was right after Saban's first year, and they didn't have anybody drafted. Go back. And Andre
1: Smith was drafted in two thousand eight. He was two
0: thousand nine.
1: Oh, so you mean like the two thousand eight season? Okay, that's what you're saying. No, oh, two thousand eight draft. So the so two thousand seven season. Yeah, and the two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's. People, Boom. That. I just got a Bama. You just past moved you. the number. I didn't understand. What's up? Oh, you know what? I'll quit this show right now. I'm so over <laughs> this. Arkansas fans, call the show. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, oh, no, man. I I think that's that's a good point. Like the Evan Mathis thing blows my mind because if he was on the same team with Justin Smiley and Wesley Britt, who everyone thought were going to be a lot better in the NFL, but that's. I don't think this one's really up for debate. Like, like you could maybe say Georgia as well. LSU with like Andrew Whitworth, maybe. I feel like Arkansas always has some like some guys drafted. True. Like Arkansas has like a couple of like thirty-six-year-old like left tackles. I feel like in the NFL that are still doing work somehow. Yeah, I I gave it to Bama. Sunburned as well hail. <laughs> y'all the
0: y'all the world. Um The defensive line I also gave to Bama, which. Sorry if you want to say Bama bias, whatever, but 26 defensive linemen drafted. Um, pretty good. Only four in the first round. I, I was even more surprised by that. That's, that number is low. That's real, real low. But obviously the stars, everybody knows, Marcel Darius, A'shaun Robinson, Jonathan Allen, Quinnen Williams, 12 All-SEC nods, five Robinson. All-America odds. That's pretty
1: good. I would have given this one to LSU because um, of guys like McFarland, Dorsey, uh, I mean, you even have guys like Kiki Mingo who became bust, but like, and then who was the other kid, Michael Brockers, who I, th- I think is considered a bust, but, but still in the NFL. I mean, they they just always seem to have like people on the, on the, on the D line.
0: More first rounders too. Yeah, Six first rounders in that stretch, but
1: 20, so they had 25 drafted, which, you know, that's
0: basically a wash. Yeah. I, I didn't give it to LSU just because like we talked about, and it just meant more where we talked a lot about Glenn, about Glenn Dorsey. They just didn't, for whatever reason, have those absolute studs in the NFL Yeah. Like some thought they would. Like, you know, Booger was a first-round guy. Marcus Spears, they were first-round guys. Not to say that they had bad careers by any stretch of the imagination, but did they have, you know, these these dominant, like, all-pro type, yeah. you know. Not necessarily. So that's why I would I would say LSU is a, is a close second but, you know, some, obviously a school that's cranked out a ton of talent, and if, with Coach O getting more involved in the defensive line, yeah. I mean, they're just going to have 12 first-rounders every single year. I mean, I guess I
1: if, we're being, if we're being 100% honest, I, w- I would say Alabama. I just didn't want to have too much to yeah, buy. Yeah. I mean, like, the entire Redskins D-line is, is pretty much Bama, so. Um, True. Anyway, but yeah. All right, next one. I'll let
0: you settle this debate. I Linebacker you oh, but it's between Bama and Georgia, and it's tough because ESPN gave the nod to Georgia – Um, Bama had 17 drafted, two pro bowlers, five first rounders. Georgia had 19 drafted, 10 in the last seven years, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and then four, four first rounders, all of which were in the last seven years. Also had, you know, your first team all Americans like boss Bailey. Um, but the list for, for both teams is, is still pretty, yeah, boss Bailey didn't have a good NFL. No, no. I was laughing because
1: I, I was just thinking about him like having like a 45 inch vertical and blocking like every meaningful kick in that 2002 season pretty good name too yeah last i checked
0: um but yeah i think you can go either way with this one i was interested in seeing what you were kind of thinking
1: i about. so this one this is like frustrating for me because like the justin houston was a like i, I consider like an end because he's like a rush he's like an outside linebacker
0: he was listed as a he's one of those three four I outside linebackers like this And is, then he switched to defensive end so it's kind of tough they're all edge guys now i mean who's making
1: yeah, these damn tough. formations like florida state twitter come on now they don't make no sense i i would say I, here's why I would say Bama, and I'm not trying to be biased here. The reason I would say Bama is because in the same reason why the next group that we're going to talk about for DBs is is like a recency bias with some of the people that they listed, having Roquan Smith as one of the main people you're listing is not – that doesn't hold as much weight to me as as something like C.J. Mosley and Donta Hightower and D'Amico Ryans. And the, this is before, before – Saban got there. This is like the one position that Bama like had on lockdown. Like Salim Rashid was it was incredible. I, he, I know he didn't have an NFL career, but like, there's been there's been so many more. Like, I don't understand how Rolanda McClain didn't pan out besides the gun issues. But other than that, like besides the yeah, just besides that, like but like Bama's had an an absolute alpha, like dominant middle linebacker every single year in the past twelve years except for. Prince Hall, not Prince Hall. That was in two thousand six. Who was the kid? T- Trade to Priest. Trade to Priest. Prince and then, yes, Prince Fielder. And then you could kind of say maybe Mac Wilson. I, I I don't like. I think I think this is Bama, and I think I don't really think it's as close.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. I, I think I think Georgia got the edge just for like you said a little bit of recency yeah. bias there too. Uh, we expect big things out of Roquan in the NFL. He better have a fantastic career as a Bears yeah, fan. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, basically the whole Georgia linebacking core. I kind of need to just do well at the next level, yeah. Leonard Floyd. So you could also take it take it up a notch this year really too. Really appreciate that'd be that. Also, that'd be pretty great. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 an interesting discussion though, and I think it, it could change in the next couple of years depending on how those guys pan out. All right, this is the one that kind of it's. I, I thought about this, and I'm like, why do people debate DBU more than anything? It's just because it's part, Florida Twitter's involved. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely part of it, but I think the other part of it. DBU sounds the coolest of all of these. Yeah, D-B-U. that's fair. It's got like a nice flow. Like you wouldn't yeah. say like like wide receiver U. It's kind of a mouthful. DBU. DB like it's just it's just kind of cool. Like QBU, not as good. DBU. Tight
1: cool. in U. Nah, that that just kind of sounds gross. Um, <laughs> that sounds like somebody trying to t- t- ask for directions and sound out a word and like while they're visiting like Stockholm, like T E U. The phonetics yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, It's a three-team debate, in my opinion, between
0: LSU, Florida, and you have to include Bama. Sorry, LSU and Florida fans. It's not just you two. Bama, you have to throw in there. And the numbers, I did not realize how close they were. So listen to this, and then I'll let you tee off, I promise. LSU had 23 drafted, 6 in the first round. Florida, 24 drafted, 6 in the first round. Bama, 24 drafted, 8 in the first round. Bama had 8 consensus All-America seasons. LSU had Eight consensus All America seasons. Marla, all of busts,
1: all of busts. So this is what's funny to me, and because uh, because if I, when I think of DBU, I think I strictly think of cornerbacks. Um, oh, you don't include safeties. because I like SU, like Law and Order SUV or, or SVU. Damn it, Chris. Um, SVU is good too. Anyway, so I, I, I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm not including safeties. I'm just saying what my small little brain. Thinks of when I first hear this is is D, like is cornerbacks and I've said this before and I'm not trying to pile on Florida fans because I, I know they already think I hate them and I don't. Uh, it's LSU and it's not close. If you if you have the safeties, Bama definitely deserves to have like to have <laughs> like get a nod in there because Landon Collins, Haha ha Clinton Dix, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson and, and, and Landon, yeah, and Minka. Well, he's gonna play more of like the cornerback, but like. Eddie Jackson and Landon Collins are two of the best safeties in the entire NFL. And in the and I couldn't be happier with the Eddie Jackson thing. Kristen Saban's favorite player. Like, that that kid, he's such hey, a weapon. Um, but, and, like, I think there were only two or there were four players in the NFL last year that had five or more interceptions. Eddie Jackson was one of them. Two of them were in the Bears. Um, That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I mean, like, and, and Florida's had some, like, absolute studs. Uh, at, at cornerback Joe Hayden I think is one of the best cornerbacks that, that has played in the SEC in the past 25 years but what I do know is that I've never seen players take over games in the same way that LSU cornerbacks have and That's Tyron fair. Matthew and yeah. what he was able to do not just at, like you know at corner but in the return game Mo Claiborne who was a, a, a big NFL bust he he was a fantastic cornerback in college um but when I strictly look at like what how they were able to impact a game, because you have the old cliche of like you know like Revis Island, like you can just you know block off this entire part of the field, okay? Like they, like they're gonna take away that entire side of the field. Nobody truly did that and impacted a game in the way that that players from LSU did, like Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Patrick Peterson's and feet were also that- imbalanced in that two thousand nine game. LSU fans, cool. just so you know, still lost though.
0: Nobody donates money to their school like Patrick Peterson yeah. and Teron Matthew. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of see the LSU argument getting stronger in the next year too. Also, with Grant, when Grant it goes to the NFL, I wasn't as high on greedy Williams, but if he's able to
1: have one of these good NFL careers, third best I think DB Christian on Fulton his team too. last year.
0: That's and crazy. he's good. That's he's good.
1: And, and again, let's just be fair. We're not taking away from the Florida thing because Vernon Hargraves was fantastic. And again, I'm I love Joe Hayden. Mm-hmm. Uh Major Wright, people got all mad the other day about like the, the Major Wright hit became viral again from the Oklahoma national championship game. Like that was all legal then. So like I, I love I love those kind of like headhunter safeties from then. And and Florida had a bunch of them. But like again, like when we're talking about te- people that can take over a game. There weren't players like the ones at LSU. All right, speaking of taking over a game, <laughs> let's do it. The one that everybody's been
0: waiting on. Who is kicker? You in the SEC? Punter. You is right.
1: is Tennessee, which makes sense because it's PU. Y'all stink. I don't mean that. Um, I don't mean <laughs> oh, that, guys. <laughs> uh, kicker. You. This was this was like honestly the toughest.
0: All right, so I've got a depressing stat for oh, you. Oh God. And the in the. BCS and playoff era. Oh, Jesus. There was one all pro kicker, all pro in the NFL that came from the SEC. Can you name who that kicker was? Damon Duvall. Incorrect. Uh, Blair Walsh. It was. It was yeah. Blair Walsh. So, therefore, Georgia gets to be kicker you. And that's also because Georgia, it, Georgia and Florida are the only two SEC programs that have had multiple kickers drafted in the BCS slash playoff era. Blair Walsh had, uh, Blair Walsh, and then Brandon, is it Brandon Kutu? Brandon Kutu. Kutu, all right, before my time. Um, And then Caleb Sturgis and Jeff Chandler for Florida. But yeah, congratulations, Georgia. Georgia, You are kicker you, and Rodrigo is only going to continue that.
1: Now, I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, Oh, uncalled. (laughs) So, and and, and the reason why it's like, like, Georgia, this is is a painful one for me because it's... You think about my fanhood and who who I've had to watch. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship, who people forget. uh, Actually, I'm not going to get into that. Rodrigo Blankenship has had a fantastic career. Rarely, rarely misses a field goal, especially of any significance. Um, You were going to say
0: 2017 National Championship. You were going to go there, you? No, I
1: was going to say 2018 SEC Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, So thanks for setting me up on that. But, guys, I mean, like, for for Georgia – Marshall Morgan, Rodrigo Blankenship, Brandon Kau was he had like a 58 yarder I want to say in a game I think or could hit from 58 or something stupid like that. Uh, Billy Bennett was one of the best kickers, if not the best kicker in the SEC. People forget about my boy, the punter from there, um, Gordon Ely Kelso. Uh, let's see, Blair Walsh obviously like they, they've had some really really good kickers. But the answer is Auburn. The answer is 100% Auburn. And I know that sounds weird because it's this is a span of over twenty years, and I'm pretty positive they've only had two kickers that entire time. But West Byram, Daniel Carlson, Damon Duvall was really good, and then Cody Parky. They, I mean, he he won a national championship for him.
0: True, and also didn't work out so well for my Chicago
1: Bears. He did not, but um, regardless. People get so mad about that in the NFL, and, and now there's a Florida player that's going to replace him. But no, I, I think I think that uh, those would be my those would be my uh, my votes. I think Auburn would win. So tell let us why we're for, wrong, guys.
0: Let, let the debate for kicker you begin. Um, yeah, that's the most we've ever talked about kickers on this show. I think
1: without using a cuss word. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely without using a cuss word for you. Um, all right, from one subject of nonsense to another. Let's kick it to our interview with our good pal, Tom Hart, that we recorded at SEC Media Days. We're now joined by our best friend. It is Tom Hart. You're here for one day, and we got you. I feel really honored about that.
2: You should. Um, I've been in high demand ever since I was bailed out late last night mm-hmm. by Cole Kublik. Kudos, thanks, Cole, for carrying cash. Um, so I'm available. Wait, 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 explain well, let's that. Let's go
1: back for a second on that. Yeah. Oh,
2: I shouldn't. Are not legally
1: allowed to be here for PR more than a day? PR
2: told me not to bring up the whole Jail thing, okay. But I'm here now, and I'm thrilled to be here. I like the fact that you guys just attacked this like from a guerrilla standpoint. Like, you have credentials, but you don't have a spot. We're out here by the belt. Like, there's One a of blue the two. dot sale going on mm-hmm. right now, so I might go get some socks. Yep. Like, yeah, I'm down with this. this you like is, Belk? I'm big on belt. Big belt fan. sponsor, so yeah.
0: Twenty percent off. So this is my first Belk experience. Didn't realize there were two Belks in this mall.
1: Is this something that I should have been? No one believe me. I've been talking about it for months.
2: See, Connor, here's the deal. This is Men and Women Belk. Oh. Yeah. Clothing over there. Home and Children. Oh. Get I should have I Bedding, read. pots, pans, shower mm-hmm. curtains, That's anything stuff. you want. By the way, I also have to replace my shower curtain upstairs. Do you really? Well, that kind of ties into why I had to post bail. But okay. by the time I leave, the hotel room's gonna be
0: totally on the up and up.
1: That's good. Man, this really escalated quickly. We've, we've
0: been talking to you for five minutes, and the subject of jail. you being homeless and you being in jail has come up. All right, is everything going okay? Like, how, How's your life? I'm not gonna lie, it's tough. I'm standing next to a man who showered once. Not this me. Month?
2: This month? Uh, this week. This week. This week. Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly. So this is what I'm killing so I slipped to. You know, when I took over from Brent Musburger, they never told me that this <laughs> is where I'd be. <laughs> but so, yet here we are
0: yeah so you are here for for one day nice of you to take some time back at, with the sec i know you've been doing like some lb baseball stuff you were yep. doing you're doing uh were you doing cubs pirates on fourth cubs July? pirates yeah wow. So madden's
2: like mad and screaming i think it was great did, yeah it was great television i honestly think after talking on the pre-game he just wanted to go back and have a glass of wine oh yeah absolutely and he's like i'm over this big wine I hate guy Clint hurdle mm-hmm. you know nobody likes Clint hurdle let me get out of here and go back and have a glass of wine what was your call on the spin move that he did uh, well i really think that joe west has a future as an offensive lineman yep to, to a quality spin move and i learned this in jail last night you really <laughs> have to create separation madden didn't create from separation. everything yep. he just spun yeah i was i was like a whirling dervish all corners of the cell allegedly <laughs> but they never caught up to me and um i'm only here for a day because i've got more baseball so oh, Wednesday night, uh, I'm on my way to Philly tonight. So I've got Phillies and okay. Dodgers on yeah, the ESPN radio. Wow. So it'll be fun. And then this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, also on the radio, so I can wear a swimsuit if I want, a tank top that's kind of sweet. Ooh, what I wear normally right. in the
0: summer. What's, what's the craziest thing you've worn on radio for, for a game like that? You don't uh, have to answer that because yeah, you're in jail. Yeah, I don't should so. answer that because i got bosses. That, True. Yeah, that's
1: there a might a be one. Like a pantsuit? <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I, and with vertical stripes, which are not
1: really my luck. I like to go horizontal just to like really, really bury my confidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never give it a chance.
2: Yeah, just shoot you down before you even leave the room.
1: Yeah, you did that as soon as I walked up to you. Great outfit today, by the way. He doesn't mean it at all. He said it twice so far. He said it to both of us I'm too. I'm a little bit emotion. like, are we
0: getting, you know, flattered too much here? Like, do we really not look good? And he's kind of been like, oh yeah, great. I, I mean, yesterday I, I wore a
1: black sweater. Not the best July, is yeah, yeah, it is. And it was about 1,000 degrees. But luckily, we filmed outside.
0: Well, that's smart. So it's
1: we got the good. release, I think it was yesterday, that we
0: found out that you, Cole, and our best friend, Jordan Rogers. Oh, he loves you guys. He won't yeah, stop talking he about here? you. Yeah, here? I know. Oh, he's here. Yeah. He's here. Okay. He's, 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 on, uh, he's on Radio Row right yeah, now, Wait a think. second.
2: I just did the math. The distance between you and Jordan seems to be 100 feet at all times. No,
1: we have one training order already with Paul. Yeah. Um... This one's not an actual restraining order yet. We it's, just—it's a—it's a Twitter restraining order. Okay. I thought we—I we, thought we buried that hatchet. Uh, that we're working. Complimented his hair. We're working to bury no, that hatchet. That was a Fun of him? So. Yeah.
0: We had Cole on, and we imagine—we actually, like, believe it or not, did not bring up anything Jordan Rogers related until the very end. We compared hair, Trevor Lawrence, to Jordan Rogers. So, yeah. who has better hair between that group? Jordan Rogers, Trevor Lawrence.
1: He really did not think that was funny. Cole, yeah,
0: Cole was yeah. not Cole, a big Cole, hair
1: guy. Yeah. Cole very is matter of fact. This
2: week to talk blocking schemes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he yeah. is here to talk line play. Let's discuss the trenches. Let's break down football. Cole is football. Arm So We're you, more of a jail fashionista. Yeah, what does one wear in jail? Yeah, I can answer <laughs> yeah. some of those questions, allegedly. Who are you wearing? Um, this, is, this is Tom Hart. Yep. He's lying. Do
1: you have your own fashion label? That's I, mean, I think I
2: should. If anyone out there wants to sponsor, and I know you have get some great sponsors, I think should be I think Texas Pete. Clothes. Texas yeah. Pete, gets you some I, nice clothes I, I would like that. Say I'd, yeah. I'd take a paycheck to wear a Texas Pete t-shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, you. What I've always wondered with people who have two first name syllables. Oh, by the way, Belk is like opening and closing. That's so sorry. What it sounds. That's like. what the Point sound by is. By the way,
1: it's about to go down. Yeah. The Hoover
0: City Jail. That's oh, the sound you get. Really? Did you really go to like, jail? Like all night. I'm starting to think this is for real. Like, it started off as a joke, but like, you're getting a little tired. bit too specific with yeah. something. There was
1: this. a happy hour at Chili's we were not invited to.
0: Yeah. Things got we'll a talk little bit come back into the shop. I know
2: I, I haven't had air conditioning in my house for a month.
1: <laughs> yeah. He hasn't shower, you've been in jail, and homeless. Mm-hmm.
0: So we find out like like I was saying, you're oh, yeah, we're back, back together and as you Back Saturday together. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be blessing all of our televisions with yeah. great coverage. The, the the trio that you guys have. You guys uh, like in all seriousness, like you guys have a really nice balance of Cole who is just like this steadfast, he's gonna get on the sideline and show you offensive line technique. Fighting official. Yeah, you and being able to kind of jab at Jordan here and there and Jordan's talking about all things quarterbacks and you kinda take care of everything else. But how how exciting in all seriousness is it to kind of be back with these guys and know that like there's some continuity and you guys have a really good thing going.
2: Well so this is gonna sound I mean I'm, I'm i typically don't take myself very seriously, but no. I was yeah, I know. Shocker, right? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's what the guys in jail said <laughs> Stop. Um, I really like we all three like each other. And I hope that comes across all over three. here. All three of us. Even <laughs> Jordan. <Okay. Go> on, <laughs> I know, go go stretch for some people to imagine. Alright. Um, but anybody in any work environment, you can appreciate the fact that when you show up to work, you like the people that you're gonna see, you like spending time right. with them, especially when you're on a crew like that where you're together for months at a time. Right. And you really are. And you're away from your family and you're in the same hotel um, for two, three nights at a time. And I hope that comes across over here. I think it does. Um, but I know it's exciting for me. And, and just to peel back the curtain a little bit, typically at the end of any given season, whether and for me, it's football, basketball, baseball. Yeah, usually at the end of the season, you're kind of like, oh, Hey, that was a lot of fun, but I'm ready to turn the page. Right. And love you guys, but as Tom Glavin once said, Hey, it's now the off season, I can pick my friends. Yep, yep. Um, so that's the feeling you get, man. Our season ended last year, and I called everybody on our crew, and I was like, I could do another month with you guys. And I honestly felt wow. it because it's enjoyable, we enjoy each other's company, and we
1: we don't have that. No, know, no, not at all. Off season,
0: yeah. we shut it down.
1: Work on this. That's yeah, fair. that's a good point. So, real quick, the Blues. Yeah. How about you're a blood world blood. champion.
2: Yeah. How about my St. Louis Blues? And you're
1: welcome for I've giving me updates when you were calling one of the games in the uh, what was it NCAA tournament? College Pro- World Series. College World Series. Yeah. yeah. College world series. 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 yeah. Team player. It, so makes fun how I, it how I. Dress. I mean, Blackhawks
0: won. You know, just a couple more than them. I'm just gonna throw that when, out. When there. did that happen last? So, I mean, me... they won three in a decade, which is pretty good. Last to check, but whatever.
1: We're here at SC Media Days talking, talking hockey. Talking Chicago Blackhawk hockey.
0: Wow. As everyone thought. There's something special, and we
2: see this occasionally. There's something special about a team, a franchise winning it yeah. for the first time, like on your way up. Right. And like, and then you, then you crest and you get there. Um, and that's what the Blues have. And I don't know if there's a correlation within SEC
0: football. I was just going to ask you that. You read my mind. Yeah. I was going to say, who's the team that made that I, this year? Like, worst to you, first.
2: I don't know if it's necessarily a worst to first situation, but it's, we've yeah. been building, we've been building. We've come up short, we've watched the other guys do it. And mm-hmm. I, I think Georgia would be the best comparison because you're going back to 1980 uh, for the last time to win one, and they're, and they're so close, and they obviously have the talent to do it. That. Gloria?
1: Gloria? Mm. Old Georgia? Oh, Gloria and oh. Georgia. You could wow. practically wow. make That's that spelling mistake. Yeah,
2: good point. How drunk is Brett Hole going to be at Georgia's victory parade?
1: I love, the favorite Hammering. part about hockey is that everyone just accepts that everyone's drunk for most of the playoffs. Yeah. Ovechkin was drunk, I think, into like November.
0: Yes, he was, very much
1: was. And he never had hangover. I mean, the fact that you can take the
2: trophy and do anything you want with it. Yeah, at all. Drink out of it. Yes. Yeah, I saw the other day that they were making
0: margaritas with it. They dipped it in salt. And oh, like they got the rim with salt yeah, on the cup,
1: they not a gin them. bucket. Oh my goodness! A little Midwest gin bucket there. That,
0: that kind of sounds, but like with a margarita. Okay, okay that makes good. sense. That sounds uh, good open out. Al- we got the alcohol policy now in the SEC. Oh see. yeah, we do. That's yeah. Just, so cheers this to is you. Coffee. Uh, allegedly, we know, we don't know. It's a it's a white cup for those of you who are not watching this video on video. It is a white cup. What is in there? We don't know. Um, what would be your drink of choice while calling a game, if that Ooh. were the type of thing that your bosses would not frown upon?
2: Uh, I wish my bosses would, would allow this on occasion. Um, I encourage everyone to drink responsibly of if they choose to. But I would say that it would depend on your surroundings. So being okay. surrounded
0: by Jordan Rogers, what is a the lot drink no, of the I, a lot I of I drinking? Was thinking,
2: well, first of all, that would be Moscow Mule. Okay, but Tito's Moscow Mule. You have to have the copper mug. But sure. let's be specific to Staten, mm-hmm. okay? If you're at LSU, winning, right now,
0: boom. We got Tom Hardy for winning my best losing. idea.
2: Yep. This is in my, I mean, I follow all of your work, but- is, I appreciate okay? that. So if you're at LSU, um, you're drinking beer. You know, okay. Saturday night, you're Hydrating. drinking beer. Um, I don't know, did you, did you go, obviously in Kentucky, you're gonna have a bourbon. Of
0: course, yep. Um, you could get away with an old fashioned in the booth. I feel like Euchre's had a couple old fashions in the booth. Oh, right. yeah, yeah.
2: You might be right. Uh, true story. My first trip to Miller Park, I go in to see my buddy Joe Block, who's working with who's now, one of the um, broadcasters for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And there is a Miller Lite refrigerator. Yeah. Not a small one. Munchy. Oh, yeah. A Miller Lite refrigerator in the back of the booth. You need to get on his well, level. Truth and advertising. Yeah. So, of all the SEC schools, I guess the question is outside of Bourbon and Kentucky. Which stadium would serve something? Not serve, but where would it be fitting to have something
1: other than a cold beer for college football? That's a good. I'm glad question. you asked. Auburn. Uh, so the drink of choice, we do one for every team, every stadium. Drink of choice would be Sky Vodka, like bottom shelf vodka, but in a Grey Goose bottle. <laughs> nice. Because nice. it's always, always a facade. Okay. Every single year. So I've got a couple specifics I want to ask you. South Carolina. Uh, that was. Sweet
2: tea
0: vodka? Yeah, yeah. I feel like just tequila and water or something to be able to, to bury the I pain. Do, yeah, oh, bury the pain. Yeah, that's yeah. good too.
2: The beauty of when we broadcast a game at South Carolina, it's one of the best uh, broadcast press boxes that we have in the entire SEC, and I love going there. But it's a bit of a fishbowl. It is right yeah. in the middle mm-hmm. of the club seating. Yeah. And club seating at Williams Bryce means you can go to your locker and grab your bottle and pour whatever you want to pour. It's true. I look out there, uh, I don't remember who they're playing. Second half of last season, and I look to my right, and there's a guy, uh, about a 23-year-old hipster, who's got a beanie on, he's got his feet over an oh empty God. seat in front of him. Sounds great. And he's
1: sipping on a PBR tall boy. Hey, man. That hey, guy's man. living I see. way. I all right. disagree with that one. Okay. You're, You're trying just to sneak a... in a PBR to a game. Nothing wrong with a PBR tall boy on a nice fall Saturday. That's, that's all I'm saying. What did you have for Faroe Field, Columbia, Missouri? Uh, well, it was a gin bucket. It was a gin bucket. Gin bucket. That's exactly right. Um, Have you done a gin usually, bucket
2: before? I'm, I don't think I've had a gin you're bucket.
1: You're missing out. We could do it right now. Yeah.
2: It's like 8
1: a.m. I mean, you were in jail last night.
2: You got alcohol already We're also in the cough. central
1: time zone, so I don't really sure. know how the math works on that. It's 9 o'clock um, somewhere. <laughs> it's gotta be Gin Bucket or, or Budweiser.
2: Yeah, probably. I think Bud um, Heavy would probably be the first choice.
1: I think back in the day when Manziel was at A&M, Amstel Light. It's like a strip club Bud Light. That's all it is. Okay. That's all that is. That's, that's pretty good. You got any $9 Bud Lights? By the way,
2: I, I also want to point out uh, after that last line that PR did not approve this interview. No, no, yeah, definitely they, not. They have no Amanda, I'm sorry, but they yeah. have no idea this is occurring. That's,
0: I've, got that's one on more. You. I've got one more question for you because we know you got to go. You got to do some shopping at Belk here. We've got to go pretend like we're being actual journalists. Oh, yeah. My one last question the game that you are most looking forward to calling this year, or you think that you are going to be calling, because I saw that. Florida and Kentucky is CSPN and you guys aren't getting that one. the really? SEC Network. Or are you calling that
2: one? I don't. When do they play? Is it they early play September 14th. I'm gonna make some phone calls. Yes, I kind of feel like yes, our crew owns that exactly. series. Exactly. The Benny Snell thing with Cole
1: last year was so yes. great. You guys own that The fact game. that
2: two years ago Kentucky left oh. wide receivers uncovered—not once, but twice—yep,
1: twice. almost impossible to do.
2: That was, by the way, that was shaping up to be an epic party weekend in Lexington. Oh yeah, there was like 17 weddings downtown, and everybody was in a festive mood. Damn. Next thing you know, they're throwing their street pizza at each other. They weren't happy. Street pizza? Uh, <laughs> like there's that? Nothing wrong with street pizza. Not at all. So I would say that the. Game I'm most looking forward to is Texas State. Texas A&M. Oh, because oh, okay. that's the next right. next one on this the schedule. The that's. We wanted to yeah, break with Tom from Hart the coach it, sneak.
0: Tom Hart is an SEC coach, ladies and
1: gentlemen.
2: I don't know. I don't know what games we're gonna have. You, not get,
1: um, you got Georgia Vandy, right?
2: Oh yeah, we'll have Georgia Vandy. There you go. Okay. So that'd be good. I remember when CBS went there a couple years ago. Oh. Vern and Gary were furious that they had to do <laughs> Georgia Vandy
0: we are looking forward to it yeah you get to go to nashville opening yeah music, like nothing wrong with unfortunately, that
2: unfortunately so from a social aspect and the great restaurants that they have mm-hmm. in nashville we're not going to get there until about midday friday okay as opposed to it's plenty of time normal game I, i'd go to nashville like three days early
1: like that you you got to turn his alley a little days. bit yeah yeah that'd be pretty good marlo
2: you got anything else for him
1: no i want to keep talking about booze but we we'll, see, we'll take that offer. here. We'll take Let's offer.
2: talk Atlanta real estate when we continue there after we this go. break.
1: Go okay. on, because I'm in the, what's in the, it? I don't know, the we're real trying to buy a market? house. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah saying, looking yeah. for a house, that's what they call Obviously, it. Obviously I cannot be a grown-up, I don't even know Wine how Why millennials can't buy houses by Christmas. You wear
2: Martin. glasses like you seem like an adult. These
1: don't even work, man. <laughs> They're like eight years old. Tom Hart, we appreciate
0: you coming out, we'll do this again real soon. Best do, of luck to you, Do the cops,
2: do the authorities know that you're here? You guys crashed the party? Yeah, I think
0: Paul knows I'm here. Paul knows, that's all that matters. Paul's got some nice
2: analogies. Greg, thank you. Yeah, get these guys out of
1: here. Oh, <laughs> He loves us. Get Jordan up here, real quick. I really thought he was over. Let's there. bury that the hatchet. Was pretty good. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Enjoyed it, man.
0: Appreciate Tom for coming on once again.
1: We'll link up with him again in the fall, I'm sure. Um, if he allows it, I guess I got to go home shopping with him. That's true, or my fiance does. Talked a lot about jail. <laughs> so he talks much so about much about jail.
0: Um, I'm wondering. I'm just, you know, you I never just, know.
1: It was, it was one of those things that we've talked about before. I'm just like, oh, that's that's funny. That's a funny reference. And then it was like, is this a reference, to, mm. or did this happen? Jail's you know, not a little fun, too guys. much about it. Yeah, yeah. Jail is not a fun place to be. Uh, let's go to fourth and wrong. <laughs> okay, so fourth and wrong, each and every week. Um, I guess what the, Are we going to do this twice right now on, or probably not? Regardless. I think we should do it twice.
0: Yeah, okay. why not? That's you guys have been nonsense.
1: awesome with the questions lately, so I, I will say, you know, we're, we're on a good, good, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, Connor, anyway. Good roll, stretch, <laughs> run. Whatever I'm about to say. Um, anyway, so I wish we could relegate that part of the, the podcast, you know what I mean, brother? I see what you did there, yeah. Okay, so we've, uh, we've been on a good run here, and each and every week we ask the audience to submit four questions, non-football related and we will answer them on air. So your first first question, um, favorite non-sports-related movie? That is from Jamie Spence. Ooh,
0: favorite non-sports-related movie.
1: That's really tough because my head just
0: went. Uh, I watched Hoosiers again over the weekend because, because why wouldn't I? Um, up there, I, I love A Few Good Men. Uh, That's an all-timer for me um gosh i don't know i'm i realize if i say top gun that just makes me look like a tom cruise fan i don't
1: get tom i don't get top gun you don't get it i just it's i i'm not it's just not i don't think it's that great like people have lost their minds over this damn trailer like ryan mcgee do you know what ryan mcgee said about it he was like the top gun trailer came out we were in a delay like a like a flight delay to get home and I was like, no one show it to me. I don't wanna watch it on my, my phone. I have to see it on my T V. Whoa. I don't I don't get the Top Gun thing. That's that not one of my, that's scene? not my favorite. Yeah, the whole okay.
0: volleyball scene is just cheesy. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I I'd probably I would probably A Few Good Men is just it's so good. It's so well it's done. Good, yeah. Um I don't I don't know, like trying to think of of, of of others that I would include in that and I was gonna
1: go like, oh remember the Titans, not a sports movie. Uh, I, th- I, I will poke so many holes in that movie. I watched it last night. Did you watch it yesterday? I did not watch it yesterday. Okay. Alright, what's here's, your favorite Here's, all, movie? here's all I want to say real quick about Remember the Titans. And I did this last year about how much I hated parts of this movie. Like when they sang like the dramatic na 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 at the end of like the, the funeral thing. But when that fat kid goes up to the coach right before they're going on the field for the championship game and he's like coach I'm eligible I'm going to college and starts crying. Beautiful moment. Can you imagine what Nick Saban would do if one of his one of his forgettable players walked up for the national championship he was like, "Guess what, coach?" and then he's like, "Get out. Get away from me. Go out on the field, please." This is a starting
0: right guard. He matters.
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um okay, here's what I'll say. My favorite oh, I'm a big like 90s John Grisham novel movie guy like the I don't know if he did this but the fugitive like a time to kill the client like those movies okay Ali will watch the fugitive like a child will watch the baby shark video like she oh, wow. is it's too much um, all time is probably blackballed which is a it's a mockumentary with the entire cast of the daily show from like 2004 like, like Andy from the office is on it Rob Riggle, Rob Corddry. This is like before they got big, and it's it's them making a fake documentary about paintball, and it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. That is specific. It's wow. so, it, it is the it's the funniest movie I have ever seen. It's my favorite movie. Um, let's see. <laughs> Next question. Next question. What current SEC coach this is from Sarthak Sharma? What current SC coach would you pick to coach your fictional kids league football team, and why? I feel
0: like it's too easy to do Cocho. Cocho's got to be exempt yeah. from, from yeah, these answers. I don't answers. want him
1: around my kids it, either. It's, it's
0: default. Um, we know that he would try and run and chase the kids and then fall on his face. No, that was oh, not Cocho. Yeah. That was not him.
1: <laughs>
0: a- I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go, I, I, and I and I won't even go with my other bias, Joe Moorhead. We, we won't even do that because that's, you know, be yeah. like, oh, you just love Joe Moorhead, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to go with my third bias, and that's Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops Stoops would know how to handle little kids. Trust me. That's a weird thing to say out loud. Oh, yeah, that is. Actually, probably some some context needed for that.
1: Mark Stoops. That's the clip.
0: (laughs) Mark Stoops would be able to run a defense and be able to motivate kids who just don't want to pay attention because that, Mark Stoops has to work with the two and the three-star guys, and he's got to find a way to, to, to flip that switch for them, to be able to say, here's how you're going to get to the NFL. Here's how you're going to do this, this, and this. He would yeah. be able to look at, at an eight-year-old and be like, hey, stop picking your nose. Go make that tackle. I right. trust him to do that. Put your money in this bank.
1: I So mine would be uh, Will Muschamp.
0: Oh, that's terrifying.
1: That's a terrifying Because <laughs> no, I feel like he's a cool enough dude to where he would just, like, he would be lax enough to, like, get along with, and he's funny. And, like, uh, first off, the the party at the end of the year at that lake house that's, like, out on oh, Island, yeah. Island I point. think, on Lake Murray. That's, yeah, I'm in it for that, just just for that. Bring but, your floaties, y'all. Yeah, for real. I, I think that would be great. And I think he he seems like the kind of person that, like, and you can probably say this for all these coaches, so I'm probably being, I'm romanticizing this a bit much, but he seems like the kind of person that you would get at least a life lesson out of this from. You know what I mean? Like, he could relate to you in some way, or you could relate to what he's saying in some way, even at that early age.
0: I feel like he would just lose it at some point and just end up punching a ref. Um,
1: yeah, Dan Mullen
0: would be fun, too. Dan Mullen would scheme open receivers yeah. so much oh when, my like, God. the
1: annexation of Puerto Rico. Just watch a nine-year-old underthrow the blank out of him, too, the entire time. That, that would be awesome to watch. Yeah. He's of, running free! <laughs> it's wide open, man. It's got he's got 20 yards on him. Um, okay, I like this one a lot. Jeremy Fisher said, how many pairs of shoes should a man own? My thought is eight-ish. Here's, is is there anything I'm missing? Sneakers, sports shoe, old sneakers, black dress shoes, brown dress shoes, everyday wear dress boot, uh, old worn-out boots, sandals, and flip-flops?
0: That's like one or two too many. You think so? It's very close. It's actually a very good breakdown. I like fun that. Fun jeans. White <laughs> fun your, jeans. Gotta have your fun <laughs> jeans. Uh, no, I think... Maybe a little bit less than the old shoes. Um, I know you got to have your long mowing shoes. Got to have those, no doubt about it. You got to have your um, uh, what? What do they call those? The cross trainers, you know, the, cross the New Balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the brown black dress shoes, all that. You got to have your your everyday your everyday sneakers that you can wear out. You got to have, uh, got to have sandals. sandals. I wear sandals seventy five percent of the time. I'm wearing sandals
1: right now. Why, you wear, why are you wearing sandals? I sandwiches? always wear sandals. Dude, so, like, fun fact about me, when I used to bartend, I had to wear these damn clogs and these wedges, and, and like, they were wedges, like, legitimately, like, like people that was like, what are you, like, 6'3? I'm like, no, they had to make me wear these stupid German heels that I have to wear that are, like, waterproof. I hated those things. So I, I would only wear, like, sandals out. And I wear them all the time. I just, just out of habit, I wear them around the house, and I don't know. All
0: right. I think that number is is pretty close, though. I'll, I'll... Yeah. I'll, I'll give that some props that was that was a very good breakdown of what
1: a, a, a yeah. modern gentleman needs to have in his i would say if it like i like i've never been a big shoe guy but brown dress shoes i would Cut. say sandals running shoes and then like another pair of shoes is enough like i think four i could do it at four you do black, black dress dresses. shoes in my Yes, you do. i don't, i disagree like because you can now now with all these you can wear black pants with a, with brown shoes and brown uh, and a brown belt,
0: it's got to be a little bit like you. You can do like charcoal, but like all black yep. with the browns, a little bit
1: tougher. A little bit tougher. It to is tougher, that. but I mean, I just that's what I would say. But yeah, I mean, he's both of you are not wrong, and we don't need to go to me for fashion since again I'm wearing sales <laughs> right now inside. Um, okay, that is number three. So the last one here, this is this is a tough one. I don't know if we want to go with these Jay Woody questions or not because he's got some really good ones in here. Okay.
0: Oh, he fired off like six in a row, didn't he?
1: Yes, and they were all really good. Yeah, um, A for effort. Yeah, A for effort. So I don't know if we want to go with that or we want to go with, you know what? We'll go with one of these from Jay Woody. Yeah. Um, if you can, <laughs> if you could force someone that works on the podcast, so it's just me and you, yeah, <laughs> to, get it, to go experience one thing that you think they would enjoy but won't give it a try, what would it be and who? What? All right. <laughs> I Guess don't think that's that what he point. meant, but yeah, there you go. Um, why
0: don't you go first because you already shared it on yes, Facebook.
1: Yes, I'd make you, you watch Hook. Just yeah. go watch Hook. It's an hour and a half. It's a great movie. You, it, it, I won't say it'll change your life, but it won't not not change your life.
0: Um so just gonna sit here quietly in the Robin Williams is overrated crowd, and yes, I just, understand that's that. That's fine, died, but
1: just but go watch Hook.
0: All right, all right, I'll watch it eventually. You know I will. I watch that hard eventually. So. We're gonna watch Hook eventually. You if know if you're coming to works. Atlanta
1: for any of these trips, yeah, you're I gonna be watching it. I know. I realize that. Like the that. bird box thing, I'm gonna hold your eyes open. Okay, so this <laughs>
0: thing that I want—that's—that was creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I would make you do? Oh god. No other context needed. Um... This is very topical because, as we found out right before we started recording this podcast, Bama is going to be making a trip up to Wisconsin in, I think it's 2024. It's mm-hmm. 2024 and 2025. They have a home-and-home home setup. So that means Bama is going to Madison, going to play at Camp Randall. I've been to several games at Camp Randall, jump around. One of the coolest things I've ever yeah. seen. I would take you to a Big Ten game, and probably that Big Ten game. That's um, way just cool feel yeah, way no, cooler
1: I, than hook. I I like that a lot. And see, and I think as much as I crap on the Big Ten, Wisconsin is the only place that I will I will not say anything bad about Wisconsin. Like the the tailgating seems awesome. The Michigan, city and Ohio seems State awesome. are pretty cool too. Screw that, Michigan. That stadium is the only thing more overrated than Michigan Stadium is Michigan itself.
0: Also, okay, so yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Michigan Stadium itself, compared to like I, I'll I'd rather go to a game at Camp Randall than I would Michigan yeah.
1: Stadium. It's just, I mean, I get i get that it holds 110,000 people. I just don't care to watch them play a directional Michigan school with those 110,000 people that only moves further and further and further away from the field because of the way it's, it's set up. And they also, they run out of the tunnel at, at the 50-yard line, which is stupid. You know what's underrated? Roll that. <laughs> Roll
0: that. What's underrated is Iowa. Taking in a game weekend I- at Iowa is Fun. I, I've said on this podcast many times. My my two best friends went to Iowa. Yeah, I've had many great experiences in Iowa City. It's. I think it's still. Maybe it's not anymore. But at one point, it was the
1: the bet. It was like the highest bar per capita of any Power Five school or something like that. I know that Iowa State has was has drank the city of Memphis or Jerry the King Lawler's bar in Memphis. Out of PBR, the last two times they've been there, or Bushlight, or something stupid.
0: The whole state of Iowa knows how to have a good time. We can, we can yeah. definitely see that. I, oh, a game weekend in Iowa City would
1: be a really good. good I'm coming time, around on that idea too. After meeting kegs and eggs, Adam Kramer, and all that, it too. Like yeah. It, it seems like, and I love that tradition. I love that tradition of of like the wave and everything like that. And I think that that's one of those places that whenever I think of Iowa, like Kinnick, Kinnick Stadium, Kinnick Field, mm-hmm. was it? Yep, Kinnick Stadium. Um, whenever I think of it, I always think of like a dusk. Game, like a kickoff at 7 o'clock. Which they don't do that much. It's, yeah, but like every time I see like on the national scale or a national uh, televised game or something like that, it seems like it's like, you know, right about to be dark. And that place seems like it gets, obviously, it's a place where dreams go to die. So it's, it seems like a, a pretty good atmosphere there.
0: Yeah, Ohio State disagrees with you that it's a pretty good atmosphere, but, yeah. <laughs> too soon? Um, yeah, that was, that was four, right? That was four, yeah. fourth and wrong? Wow, that was good. Um, all right, make sure that you, oh, no, before we go, two quick things. Two quick things. Cannot forget about this. It might mean too much. Kyle Matlock sent us another one. This okay. is good. So Kyle Matlock says a real close friend of mine is a huge UGA fan and I'm obviously a big Tennessee fan. I literally wear at least one piece of orange every day. Sometimes it just sucks, but still we've been close for years. I was even the best man in his wedding. Then 2016 happened. We were chatting the entire game in 2016. We both agreed to get off the phone for the last minute since it was getting so heated. The game ended and I was simply impressed with how insane the game was. And I called to talk to him. He didn't answer the phone for a whole week. When he finally answered, the first thing he said was, and I'm not kidding at all, I'd rather lose by 42, I'd rather lose 42 to nothing than lose like that. Obviously, everybody knows that the game ended in a Hail Mary. Sorry. Oh, my God. This is funny. Okay. So he says, obviously, a year later, as I was downing my jar of moonshine, watching (laughs) watching the clock strike zero with the score at 41 to nothing, I called him and declared how much I disagreed with him after losing on a Hail Mary to Florida a week earlier, and having clear expertise that oh he did not. Oh my god! Fun fact: this <laughs> friend of mine is also my stepfather, and the only reason he called me after a week was because my mother told him to. He's a great dude, but man, people take these games too seriously sometimes. That's a great. It might mean too much. That
1: was a really. That's what. That's probably the best <laughs> we ever had. That was really good. I I keep thinking that that's. That's so, uh, it's not funny that it happened to him because he's a fan, but I feel your pain. But yeah, to lose on the Hail Mary, I forgot that was the week after. Yeah, that's rough. The 41 nothing game. That, that's tough to see. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, also maybe don't be chatting so much during the during yeah. close games. What <laughs> goes around, comes around. I mean, that's usually I how don't that don't works. I don't know why y'all are playing Dream Phone during that game, but it's yeah. fine. Either way, that's, that's a great story.
0: Uh, we've got two quick five-star reviews to get to. This one is from Sigma5FratSalon. Okay. okay. Uh, subject, uh, carpetbagger approves. All right. So, from the north, have lived in the south since college. This is an excellent podcast to feed my SEC football fix. Insights, comedy, and handicapping for all the conference and beyond. Thank you, Sigma Phi Frat Salon. That was very nice.
1: That's nice. I don't have it open, so you got to read the next one. All right. This next That's one is, bad.
0: I think this one is from... Oh, uh nick ruark is that is that who this is from it it, it's just from nick ru so okay assuming that one a little bit uh shout out to him because he listens to us comments and all that stuff subject roll tide love the show and all the stuff they talk about only wish they did more shows i also really like the apparel edit the it just meant me the just meant more shows have been awesome to listen to thank you dude Appreciate good. that,
1: man. This is, you yeah. know, we started out in a in a yelling match before we start. Well, how about it? But look at us now. This is great. I'm so sweaty. I got to I got to change my sandals. That Gross. was a fun episode. That was good, guys. Gross.
0: We are back to two a week. Um, yeah. Much to you know Nick's enjoyment, we will be providing twice a week podcasts. We are not going to have an Meant more this week. I think the plan is to do that next week. We are recording early this week. We're recording on Wednesday because it is bachelor party weekend. You are going to whoop, Vegas, whoop. hoping that Chris Doring doesn't show up and take his shirt off and embarrass you. <laughs> I am going to a bachelor party in Milwaukee, of all places. Yeah, oh, man, random. We're I gonna have very different experiences.
1: We're gonna have, yes, we are. I'm going to Vegas with some of my friends that, that just we lo- ugh, It's gonna be fun. I'll say that. Well, both a casino
0: on Friday night as well. So fun fact for that. Yeah,
1: that's that's awesome. But we're trying to figure out what we're gonna be doing. It's it's gonna be a lot of gambling. Um Mike got of top golf, a lot of lot of fun stuff in, in the works. But what I will say is guys, Wednesday is gonna be a great show. Make sure you tune in because I hope this isn't the case. But there's a good chance that I don't make it back from Vegas. Or, you this is know, true. Or that they lose me or that I lose myself. So we're going to give it a good send-off here on Wednesday afternoon. Allie's yelling from the other room. She's not happy with what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> we have a good show coming <laughs> up. That will be coming out on Thursday. We're gonna Our plan is to record an interview that we have uh, with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. We're yep. recording that uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, and then we also have an interview that we did that I did with Rachel Barbo at SEC Media Days that we're going to have in that podcast as well. So and, something a little bit different for you. And ooh, oh yeah,
1: else. well, and I'll just I'll go ahead and let you guys know why I'm not involved in that that interview because I I I stormed out of, of the meeting because I, I was still so mad that she cut me off when we when I was trying to ask my saving question. But what I was going to say was, and that's fine to say. You get, I'm sure you did a great job. But what I was going to say was. Um, what we had what was I gonna say Connor what was I gonna say oh I had no idea keep your fingers crossed thoughts and prayers all the above we can't announce anything yet but we had a we had a conversation this morning with the boss we we got some things hopefully in the works for this fall um for the pod and and maybe you know maybe coming to see you guys live we just just fingers crossed. All, fingers crossed. That's all. I'm gonna say.
0: Got some fun things that we're gonna we're gonna have planned this fall. Definitely, no doubt yeah. about that. Make sure that you're watching Facebook Live. Are you still doing that this Wednesday night at 8:30? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. All right. Make I might sure do it live that. too from Vegas, but I mean, yeah, no, not really. But we, it'll be Wednesday at 8:30. By Big time bachelorette people valley tonight. I know. I was just
0: gonna say by the time people listen to this, people are gonna know the the winner of the bachelorette unless they watch or unless they read spoilers like you did. Shame, shame, shame. Big on you. week for us, man. Big, big week. Big old week. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram so you can see more posts about Bama's cruises. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at the SDS pod at C. Marlar SDS. Oh, no. At, are you still at Paul Feinbaum? No, I changed
1: it back. It was Claw yeah. qual- Feinbaum. You was know what? Just week. follow me at C. Marlar SDS. I'm going to change it to Vern Funquist for the season. There you go.
0: At C.J. O'Gara as well. Thank you all for listening, Coach O. Um, what do you what do you think about DBU? Is that is that a fair thing to call? I guys?
1: Y'all gotta say right now. Your kid ain't good enough. Not a, not a one of your kids gonna be good enough to play on my team. It might uh, mean too much. Talk to you later this week. Just see the audio levels right now. Y'all have a good one, guys.